0: What is up, guys? My name is Sumi, and welcome to the ThoughtCast. Feel free to subscribe to our social media and check out our podcast, and we drop videos like this every single week, so please like and subscribe. That being said, let's talk about it. Today, we're going to be talking about why social media is important. So, you know, I always find it interesting when people don't have social media, because like 10 years ago, it was something you had or you didn't have. Right, You had a 50-50 decision to get on social media, or you didn't. And a lot of people on social media were just showing a private part of their life to everybody out there. But nowadays, social media is almost like a resume. And it's something that like, we feel like we need to have, especially in society. You know, when you meet somebody out at a party or anywhere, they're asking for your Instagram and social media, sometimes even before your phone number. That's how powerful social media is. And with everything going on in the world, banning and distancing yourself from social media is considered a very taboo thing to do because it's so essential to society. Even governments are using social media. So that being said, it's it's not that I judge people for not having social media. It's just that I hope they understand what they're missing out on because truthfully speaking, I run a lot of my business off social media. So for me, social media is very important, but at the same time, I understand why people are not fans of social media because there are a lot of downsides. And this is what I want this video to really be about. Social media is important, but it does have some risks. So let me get into the business aspects of it. Social media is a lot more than just selfies and pictures of your family. It's entire businesses that run their brands and their sales off of social media. For me, I run an entire consulting business off of my social media. And a lot of us, on a day-to-day basis, get our news from social media. We find out what's going on in our neighborhood, in our community, in our social circle, and even in our government through social media. And I want you to understand, it's crazy how many people are using social media. It's more than half the world. It's estimated five to six billion people in the world are using social media and many of them are on multiple platforms. So since 2012, we've seen a compounded growth rate of 12% with social media. What's crazy is the numbers for the younger generation, with over 80% of the teenage population using social media. Honestly, I think the only reason that teenagers don't get on social media is because their parents aren't allowing them, because you know some families are very strict, but 80% of teens are on social media, which is staggering. I mean, really ask yourself if you ever see a 13-year-old without Instagram. Like It would blow your mind if you didn't see them without it, and that's what I'm saying. Social media is so relevant today. let's compare this to millennials because our generation is basically the generation of the internet, right? We were there when the internet really started in 94, 95, 96. So we're the generation of the smartphone, of the Blackberry, of software like email. This is really the stuff that we grew up into. So because we use this stuff so heavily when we grew up, virtually everyone that's a millennial is utilizing their email, their smartphone, and the internet on a day-to-day basis. These things to us are pretty much non-negotiable in our society and they're very much required for our day-to-day activities. Our entire legal process and government also relies on emails and the use of the internet to function. So you see how this stuff 20 years ago is now becoming very important and it's necessary for our entire planet to use the internet. That being said, I think this will happen with social media as well because the government is already using social media and some governments all over the world are already banning the use of social media in an effort to sustain their economy, to sustain their country, and to sustain their national pride. Hint, hint, Russia. Now, Generation Z is really the generation of social media and it's not negotiable because we're seeing more boomers, Generation X, and millennials utilizing social media into their everyday lives because it is the future. Currently, people are spending six hours a day on the internet and two and a half hours of those are spent on social media. That's literally 75 hours a month. And if you boil that down even more, that's three entire days just on social media for every hundred days in the year. That's the large majority of our lives, guys. Like we spend a lot of time on the internet and our online and social media presence is now at the highest rates it's ever been because there's so much relevance and authenticity to it. That's why there's so many processes like the NFTs, the blue checks, the verification, because digital authenticity, ownership and exchange is becoming very, very valuable. There are billions of dollars being allocated towards technology. And there are a lot of processes that are occurring in the back end of our society to allow this process to become even stronger and to allow these functions to become more integrated in society. Most notably, Facebook with Meta and their integration of their new virtual reality platform. Why am I talking about this? I mean, this is stuff you guys probably already know. The reason I'm talking so heavily about it is that this rapid evolution of technology has occurred in the last 20 years, but the evolution of the human being occurs over millions of years. So there is a massive cultural and age mismatch in our standards of communications and our methods of interaction. This is largely because the shift in technology and the rapid exchange of information creates new trends for humans. That's why a 15-year-old today, it's very difficult for them to relate to somebody that's 85. Even though they're still human beings living in the last 100 years, there's so much technology that has changed and so much information that has changed that people cannot see on an eye-to-eye basis. You see, the way that we're communicating has changed drastically in one lifetime to another. Signatures and handshakes is now gone and it's replaced by emails and docu signs. And now it's being replaced by DMs and social media verification. And this is something that you really have to catch on to. And I'm not here to say that one is better than the other. In theory, social media is a lot quicker if it's integrated in society. But truthfully, it's a matter of opinion because you can do things however you want to do things. But I want you to understand that it's difficult for the brain to evolve at this level and rate to really adapt to this technology. We spend significantly less time today connecting with our friends and peers in person, but more so electronically, and this is difficult for people to understand. Even when we're in person, you'll see people checking their phones constantly because that's where they're getting all their information from. That's how they're staying in contact with everybody around the world. So there's a decrease in direct human interaction and connection, and this is correlated with a heavy rise in depression, and this is exactly where the problem arises. Now, you gotta understand that this is backed by a lot of scientific and statistical data. There's a mountain of strong studies and evidence that indicate that social media has led to increased risk of depression, and that's something that's very dangerous. The most vulnerable group of these individuals is young girls, according to psychology, who are the highest users of social media. You see, one of the major symptoms of depression is actually isolation. And scientists have studied this for years. Humans biologically tend to isolate themselves when they're depressed because historically, humans become really depressed when they became sick or physically impaired. So in an effort to split themselves off from the herd to not get the herd sick or to not be unuseful for the herd, they tend to isolate themselves whether they want to or not. Society will do it for them. And so they become depressed, and this is very strongly associated with symptoms of depression. Nowadays, we can feel like we're talking to someone when we're in our bedroom by ourselves, and that mismatch in communication with the brain is very confusing and it still leads to depression. One I'm saying here is social media is not the biologically approved method of communication for the brain. People experience a volatility of communication that the brain cannot necessarily understand. Social media creates something called perceived isolation, where we feel like we're just alone and isolated when we're really just sitting on our couch by ourselves, by choice. Think about this. Imagine being left on red, not getting likes or comments on your new post, unfollowed, defriended, blocked, not invited to a party that you see posted on someone's story, see everybody on Instagram traveling the world with nice cars and nice villas and just doing everything that you want to do. Seeing people doing all the things that make them successful, amazing couples photos of them loving on each other and what seems to be a perfect relationship. Like this is what social media does, and it makes people depressed because it says, here's all this stuff that I have that you don't have. I mean, the list goes on and on. You see, when people communicate in person, they typically talk about themselves 30 to 40% of the time. But on social media, it's 80%, and this is crazy to think of. The dopamine surge we experience when we pick up our phone and we see all these notifications is a real thing, and it becomes habitual and it begins to control us. These situations on the internet are just the internet, but they feel very real to us. And all this stuff shows in the numbers. Let me read some statistics off for you. The rate of adolescents reporting major depression has increased by 52% from 2005 to 2017 and grew 63% in adults ages 18 to 25 from 2009 to 2017. The phenomenon of experiencing psychological distress has grown 71% in young adults from 2008 to 2017. Worst of all, the rates of suicidal thought in young adults has increased nearly 50%. That's crazy to think of, guys. This is seriously devastating to our younger generation, and as mentioned earlier, younger girls experience the effects substantially more than their male counterparts. In one study done in 2012 to 2015, depression in boys increased by 21% and in girls by 50%. The study is nearly seven years old, so it's probably gotten a lot worse, guys. After 2011, children are being admitted to the hospital in rates that are record highs. It's up 190% for preteen girls ages 10 to 14 years old, and the rates of child suicide and self-harm are up 150%. This is all linked in a way to social media. See, Gen Z are really the first generation of kids who are really born into social media. I mean, it's literally a part of their lives. This generation is the most fragile. It's the most susceptible to mental disorder, less likely to take risks, and demonstrate an inability to master normal communication they have higher anxiety rates they're more depressed and the rates of them getting a driver's license and being mobile is significantly lower and these are the future leaders of our world 94% of the people report feeling troubled when they don't have their phone for 24 hours. I mean, you literally can't go outside and look at a restaurant menu without your smartphone because you need to use the QR code nowadays due to COVID restrictions. That's insane to think about that you can't go anywhere just to eat without your cell phone. And I'm going to tell you right now, nearly 5 to 10 of adults have experienced severe social media addiction in their lifetime. A lot of it is undiagnosed as well. So how do we stop all this? Look, I'm not here saying to get rid of social media because I personally think that social media is amazing. I mean, it's amazing to connect with someone just halfway around the world. But I want you to understand that it's a double-edged sword. With so much good, there's also so much bad. See, the number one way to stop all these problems of anxiety, depression, sleep problems... FOMO is really just turning off social media in a lot of people's eyes. But in a generation that depends on it, I don't think the solution is that simple. See, I think educating ourselves on the proper habits and the use of social media and understanding how social media can be used is very important and it's something that should be really taught in school. Back in the day, my health teacher didn't even know what Snapchat and Instagram was. And I think it's crazy that we don't talk about this stuff in schools because our younger generation is literally becoming a victim to it. Because when you have young children that are easily influenced, social media is going to take them for everything that they have. I personally use social media every day, probably more than the average person but I love social media and it's a utility for me because it provides growth for my businesses and my brand you see for me social media is a tool it isn't necessarily who I am it doesn't define me in any way yes I share some personal details of my life but the truth is I don't use social media for the likes and comments I use it for business many people use social media just to describe all the good and amazing times they have with their friends and family really just as a flex for everybody out there and that's where I think it really goes wrong look how fun my life is but in reality I'm really sad you're not really showing the full picture you're not really allowing people to evaluate you for how you really live you still have those terrible days you still have those headaches you still have those arguments in your relationship and you still have financial problems which everyone has you know i display my businesses on here in as much transparency as i can because i truly am not a perfect person i have difficulties in my life as well but social media for me is essentially a digital resume and i think that that's how people should really use it it isn't who i am but it's an important representation of what i can do and who i can be i think one of the biggest things that we can take away from this and take away from social media use is when we're hanging out with people when we're connecting with people We need to be able to spend quality time interacting with people in our life in a genuine, normal, human-connected manner. I think that a lot of people should start to use the phone in a structured basis, and they should use it more so for business and for their brand and for actual logistical reasons, rather than just something to scroll through and absorb content. Because when you consume, you become a part of it. But when you use it as a resource, you can be on top of it. At the end of the day, I think a lot of people should understand the power of social media on what it can do, and also the dangers of using social media in excessive amounts. That being said, I love you guys. I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments below. And that being said, I'll see you next time.